Welcome to episode 10, guys. Before we do anything here, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button for the YouTube algorithm and uh, follow us on all socials. Today, we have a good one for you. We both go on a little bit of a rant today, me and DQ. I talk about education. He talks about how people are following some hype trends on uh, social media. Some really good conversation. We also talk about retail returns being at an all-time high. We talk about U.S. and Canada and China relations when it comes to the Winter Olympics. And we also talk about how the SATs are going to be changing and some of our thoughts on that. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, It was a really good one. So make sure you stay tuned to the end. This is the Future Money Show. Okay, so starting off today's episode. I thought it would be fun to try something new and pretty much have a little section of our episode where each of us do a little rant about something that we feel passionate about. Could be anything. Um, Just to get things started off, I'll start with my little opinion here. I I just want to say that I've been going through school. You know, I'm still in school. I'm a junior in college right now. And the whole thing has made me gain a lot of knowledge. Yes. I've gained a lot of random knowledge, though. Like I've taken so many different courses that have nothing to do with where I'm going to go in life. Like think about I can name a few. I've taken biological anthropology, <laughs> I, which was a hard class. It took up a lot of time. I took sociology, which I thought I was going to do for a little bit, but still I'm not going to end up anywhere near that. Sociology, um, I had to take a cinema and like photography class like so these are all things that like have nothing to do with where I'm going to end up and I could have been spending my time doing things like other and more important things right listening to a podcast that was gonna make me learn more about you know buying a home or like investing in stocks or something like that so point of me saying that was school is the our education system in the U.S. is so scattered and so built just for you to get into the workforce that it's been seeming extra pointless lately (laughs) because I've always had the mindset that like oh once I get to you know late college then it'll be more specified and I won't have to take other courses but it's pretty much like that the whole time and you know I'm still here in my junior year taking some classes that are not relevant yeah they're not what I would be taking otherwise but I have to because I want my degree no definitely I mean, it's just, I mean, I hate to say it because I mean, like, and we've gotten comments about like people talking about school before, but I mean, that's, that is the case though. The system is set up for you to be the best worker that you can be. I mean, when you really think about it, you're supposed to study something as best as you possibly can. You follow it as well as your teacher provides it to you or your professor provides it to you. And then you're basically supposed to relate as perfectly as they did back to them. But I mean, it's not causing you to like, you know, really think about things that are really important in my opinion at least but it it is preparing you to be the perfect worker yeah and let alone the teachers are like old (coughs) people half of them are like 70 years 70 years old and have no idea what's going on currently one foot in the grave yeah like if they if they had any if they were a lot younger or were in the current market let's say or or had any idea like what it's like to live as a young person in our world like they would be a different teacher like most of the teachers that i've enjoyed have all been younger teachers yeah for sure there's not very many like 70 plus year old teachers who are able to teach or are able to make the classroom like a challenging environment and 
that's like the majority of my teachers because <laughs> i mean like they're just they're just teaching what they're taught too at the end of the day i mean mm-hmm. like you can't you can't walk up to like any of these older generation teachers or high, I, let me say rephrase this older style thinking teachers because you have some that are younger that think in that kind of way as well that mindset you can't walk up to any of them and be like oh hey what do you think about investing they'll be like oh it's risky don't do it like yeah put, put money into a 401k uh started it start a retirement fund like that kind of stuff like they won't they won't ever take any risk because mm-hmm. that's not what they're that's not what that's not what they're taught to do they're taught to work put it into a pension and then live off your pension right right fuck school it's a waste of money <laughs> yeah the other thing is it's so expensive like could, could that money could that money be used some some way else in a more productive way you know what if you use that sixty thousand dollars to go start a business you know we'll go invest in yourself so it could be wor- more worth it to do that you know depending on the situation that you're in it's you know. crazy i was i was talking to mom yesterday we were talking about like certifications and stuff like that right so for me i'm like in the process of uh, obtaining like blockchain related certifications right mm-hmm. so someone that has a finance degree for example like a four-year finance degree won't know more than me that has the blockchain certifications right and I, and I get them in less of a time. Like I, because it's such a new field, I'm going to have a better understanding than someone that's coming out of college with a four-year degree. Right. Off, off of my certificate, off of my certifications alone. Right. And that's on like a new like technology that will probably change the world. Whereas in college, they're not speaking a word about crypto because it's so new. There's no education on it. Or anything. it it's all backdated information. So by the time you get out of college, I mean, the fundamentals are still sound, but the information that you're learning that's supposedly new isn't new anymore by the time right. you get out but it was crazy about that too the certifications your uh, your certs are stored on that specific blockchain hmm. which is sick so like kind for example cool. property right like you can be a certified agent for property it's like 500 bucks to take the certification and it's good for good for three years and it's stored on their blockchain hmm. So, I mean, you could always go and search it up, always find it. Don't have to worry about it. Like, it's, it's sick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I feel like most people nowadays just tell you that the degree, it's not like a certification where if you have a, fi- if you have a certification in something, it, it lets the employer know like, hey, we know that you understand this versus yeah, exactly. finance, like a degree is, there's no, there's none of that. There's no, like, if you have a finance degree, you understand this for sure. It's like, exactly. If you have a finance, it's just a degree, you know, like there, if, if you have a degree, then the employer assumes they're just going to have to teach you everything. But I don't know. I just don't, I feel like colleges have to change going into the future or at least the education system because it's not working at the moment. And yeah, I I know that the U S is ranked like really low on the U S's education, like ranking or or the world education ranking. But yeah, that would, that's my rant. I think we should move on to yours. (laughs) My rant. Oh my. So my rant is I'm tired of people not being smart when it comes to investing. I'm tired of people following these hype trends on TikTok following these guys on Instagram, following your favorite influencers and not doing any research. Guys, for like the 50th time, these are financial markets. It's not like, oh, hey, let me just throw 10 bucks here and I'll make a million dollars. Like, no, it's, it's, these are financial markets. You're not set up to win. 
think of it as like you're going to a casino. The house will always win at the end of the day. That's how these financial markets are. Like I'm, I've seen literally hundreds of people that are like, oh my gosh, I lost my money. Oh my gosh, I lost my money. You only lost your money because you sold, first of all. And two, you bought tops. Your influencers shield you a coin. You're like, yo, bro, this is hype right now. I'm going to buy it. And then guess what? They dump the price on you. And they do that all the time. And then the people that have been in this space for a long time that have been warning you, you're you're getting out. You're like, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about when we started warning you. And then boom, it happens to you guys. You're like, oh, you were right. Yeah. Well, we tried to save you the trouble. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't tell you how many like messages I've gotten over these last few weeks with this big dip that you and I literally called in one of our first episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I saw it coming. Like people's like, oh, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. No, I literally saw it coming. It's, it's not yeah. hard to read a chart or sure. to do your own research. I'm no smarter than anyone else. It's just I took the time to do the research and to see what's going on. But these influencers, like they're really bad, man, because they rug, they rug people, first of all. Rugging basically means that they pull the price out from underneath people and send their price to zero or send it really low. And I mean, that screws over a lot of people that have confidence in, in these markets. Not only that, your influencers are telling you to buy Bitcoin at 69K, buy Ethereum at 4K. And they know, like, you have to understand, these guys know that drops are coming in. <laughs> right. It, and I, and I, like, I feel bad for people, but it's like, you guys have to learn to do your own research. I mean, that's like you going to go like buy a car are going to go uh, buy a pair of shoes or buy some jewelry or something like that. You're not going to just throw money at whatever you think looks good like you're gonna do a little bit of due diligence on something first before you buy it there's i mean and if you're in a financial market i would definitely do more due diligence than 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 anything else and then there's a whole thing around security i've seen people that oh if i just leave all my stuff on an exchange i'm good no exchanges can close down literally at any time if you were here in the last um last bull run like literally like what was it three exchanges just boom Everyone that had money on the exchanges never got it back. Gone. Just like that. Dang. And I like you and I preach about it. Like, get a ledger, get a ledger. We literally have an affiliate link in our channel for you to get a ledger. And it's not even a promotion. It's like literally trying to help you guys secure your crypto. Ledger is working on the process of building in an exchange all in one everything within their platform, which they didn't have a year ago and two years ago. Like they've completely start beefed up their um their marketing. Ledger is honestly stepped up their game but that means also the prices of these ledgers are going to start increasing so it's better for you to get these things now and get it early and say okay yeah i don't need it yet like i literally have a ledger in a box right now that i don't use because i don't need it yet but eventually i will and i don't want to pay 500 bucks for a ledger down the line when they've like taken off like completely with main marketing or they have a shortage of ledgers because now any everyone's trying to get one but it says you gotta you gotta take care of stuff and do due diligence beforehand. Yeah, I like that rant. <laughs> I uh, one thing you said as you were getting calls from people in this dip, like, "What's going on? Where's all my money?" And I was talking to mom about this yesterday. That like in big dips like this, I, I was talking. To, she was like talking up. We have this financial advisor that lives across our street who we might have on the show one time, I hope. And he's, he's a very smart guy. And she was t- talking up like, you know, how successful he is and, and how good of a financial advisor he is and stuff and how much all his clients are happy. And I was like, I don't know, mom, like when big dips like this happen, when 
everybody who gave their money to him. They're, they're all people who either don't invest, like don't know how, so they give it to him. They don't have time, so they give it to him. Or they just don't even want to do it. And so they give it to him. And so they're not looking at these markets. They're not paying attention. They're not doing anything like that. So when they see their million dollars drop to 800,000, they lose $200,000 in a month, you know, in their account. Like he's getting phone calls all night about from his clients saying, what's happening? Like, I'm so scared. Like what's happening to my money? And, you know, his newest clients who just got on a few months ago are pissed at him. And then his oldest clients are still cool with him, <laughs> you know? So like, that's like, they the, get it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause if they have been it. with him for 20 years, then they realize, Oh, like in the long term, this is going to be great. He knows what he's doing. But the person who invested a few months ago with him is like losing their mind. No, but that's like the thing for me. Like, I'm like, I'm hesitant to help certain people. Like I don't mind giving my opinion to people not a financial advisor, never financial advice, just saying that. But I don't mind giving my opinion to people because I have helped a, a good amount of people. I mean, I like to help people, but there's certain people that come my way that I just like automatically know the kind of investor they would be. So I just send them tutorial videos. I tell them to do their own research. I don't want to indulge because I know if you see the price dipping, they're going to be calling me every five minutes like yeah. what about this what about this what about this like and then i have some people that just like they take my like they take my opinions on board and they just let me they just listen to me and just do whatever i want to do i'm not perfect obviously but at least be able to have a conversation without freaking out like you're investing in markets so there's going to be ups and downs ups and downs ups and downs but the longer you stay in the market the more money you're going to make that's just facts yeah and if you're in crypto like you're seeing the insane volatility right now but exactly. as fast as it goes down, it goes up, you know? So no, definitely you just kind of have to know that when everyone's scared, you should be buying, confident. you should be, that's when you should be confident and just buying. Hey. We can't, we don't know the bottom. So, you know, for example, I've just been buying crypto right now, but it keeps going down, you know? So my account in total is down, like, let's say 25%, but like most people's accounts right now are down like 80, you know? So like, the fact so that Paul just dollar cost averaging in is sort of balancing out my there we account. Go. There we go. Paul just said it the best. The thing is, like I said, with these influencers, they're telling you to buy at prices that are very close to all-time high, if not during all-time high prices. So you give them liquidity so they can exit out of the market and then say, oh, sorry, guys, we didn't know this drop was coming. But what Paul's doing, and I said this to Paul, we've said this in our videos, me personally, this is just my opinion, but like my buying strategy, as soon as a 50% retracement comes in, if it drops lower than that, that's when I start to buy. Because if you think about it, I have that 50, 60, 70% room to make up before I even hit all-time high prices. So I'll be in profit if I'm buying very close to the bottom. All right, one of my favorite coins, and I don't, I don't even really like to throw coins out here, but like Stellar, XLM, right? XLM almost is almost bottomed, right? And Paul and I have been acquiring XLM slowly. Like I've been dollar cost averaging into XLM because of where it is. It's like 80% retraced. I, like if it loses 20%, cool. I just have to live with that. But I'd rather much lose the 20% and gain 80% before yeah. it even hits all-time high. And it's probably going to hit price discovery as well because it's been a while. So that's, those are the things you have to look into. 
like dollar cost averaging is 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 the most important thing but also if i'm getting calls and stuff like that and you don't want to listen to my opinion like if you take my opinion on board and i'm again not perfect or like if you take paul's opinion on board but then you guys like do something completely different there's no point and like you might as well do the research yourself because if paul and i are like looking at these charts hours upon hours out of the day and you are someone that's a new investor that hasn't done that i mean we're not trying to <laughs> we're not trying to hurt you we're trying to help you like that's yeah. the whole point like that's the reason why you reached out to us in the first place so then to take our opinion on board and then do something else completely different like what was the what was the whole point about that yeah for sure yeah we're just trying to help everybody out and give information when you said that a lot of these uh influencers will you know try and hype these coins up while they're in their peak so people buy and then they'll sell when and not let anyone know it's that's very true, but it's not even just influencers. Like, for example, it's institutions. Too. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Bill Ackman is a good example. He's like a very prominent hedge fund manager, investor. He um, just recently in, in March, this past coronavirus stock market dump in March, uh, he was sitting there right before the dip, like a week before the dip saying, we need to do this. The, the president needs to be more strict and have more money being spent and more stimulus so that the economy, uh, you know, succeeds. And he believes that we're going to be uh, like successful and that we're not going to tank. And at the same time, as he's doing that on the news, he has about a billion dollars in shorts because he knows it's going to happen. Right. And he's sitting there trying, telling everyone, to buy and that there's like, there's a chance that we're going to get past this. And then, you know, the next week it tanks and he makes billions of dollars. So you can't trust anyone in the media. That's realistically, you shouldn't trust us. Like you shouldn't trust us either. You should be doing your own research. You know, you should Facts. take what we say as a starting point and then go do it on your own and like fact check us and do that for everybody there's a there's a guy his name is basil Lerman. so my dad tells me this my dad's been telling me this song since i was a kid it's called the sunscreen song right and there's a lyric in there a line in there it says that you should take advice right uh because advice is a form of nostalgia fished out from the trashed recycled polished and given back more than what it was worth so in other words you get rid of all of the bad parts of the advice so all the bad experience that you went through personally like say for example we went through a bad trade then you know we're gonna give our opinion because we went through it but we're gonna recycle it for more than what it's worth we're gonna tell you guys what not to do right. because we experienced it ourselves and that's like something that always has stuck in my head like i've gone through ups and downs in this market so have you for many, many times, but there's so many new investors coming in and that we're hoping are watching our channel that we're trying to help prepare for all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like that reigns in my head every single time I think about, it. but you're right. Like the, the powers that be like those institutions, like they're, they're not here to help us. Like they're here to like, here to get our, get money out of us pretty much for sure to yeah, help us sell their shares. Like they're literally. only responsible to the clients and their hedge funds exactly uh okay so now would be a good time i feel like i wanted to talk just about a few different news events that have happened one being since this will be the most relevant because of the topic of my rant but the sats are changing so they're gonna be online they're gonna be easier online yeah they're gonna be online they're gonna be easier they're gonna be shorter 
and oh. so basically everybody can can pass it <laughs> bro when i took the sats i took the sat and the act that was horrible that yeah. was the most horrible experience of my life because i've never like taken something like that before obviously and yeah. like it, yeah yeah bro that was that was terrible <laughs> yeah i took it like twice i did bad the first time and then took it a second time and did good i got uh, lucky i did decent i guess th- this is my i have a lot of thoughts one is i feel like you absolutely need some sort of benchmark you know like like if there's if everybody can do well on this test then like what's the point of the test why would you even have a test and then if everybody can get in then to college and there's no like benchmark does that mean anyone can go to like Harvard, you know, like, what are they going to judge you on your high school grades or like, is it only alumni that's going to get in at this point then? Or like, you know, do you know what I'm curious about then? I think I could be wrong here, but I think a lot of people are starting to go the Juco route and that's probably why, because it's significantly cheaper. I mean, it's classroom sizes are smaller. Yeah. Like obviously outside of athletes, but I mean, athletes only make up a very small percentage of, of school. Like, okay. For example, a lot of kids that we went to school with decided just to go to, go to Saddleback because it was easier. The education is good right. at Saddleback. And it's a very easy path for you to get into the college that you want after you do the two years. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like a lot of people are starting to go that route because everyone's feeling the pinch financially and economically. So this is a, I mean, it's a good, it's a good economic decision. You stay close to home and you save a ton of money. Yeah, for sure. That, that's probably part of it. I, I don't know, but my assumption on why they did this is it's to, it's to benefit like lower income and disadvantaged communities because they might, like someone in a low income community might not be able to afford the tutoring that someone in a higher income thing uh, does. And so that the person in higher income might score better, right? When the lower one doesn't even have that chance. Another reason would be like the people in the lower income, right? Let's say someone's really, really good at finance, like really good at finance and math. That's their thing. But they're, but they don't have the the money to get tutoring or anything. And they take the SAT. They're going to do the one that we currently have. They're going to do really bad because they'll do well in like two sections, and then the, the, all the other sections, they'll probably do bad, but they're still like super good at finance and stuff. And they would have been really successful, but they never got that chance because they didn't have the money for, for tutoring in the other spots. So I think this new SAT is trying to make it so that person can still have a chance. Okay, kind of make it like a level playing field kind of thing. Yeah. So I like kind of get it in that sense, but I don't think a overall, I don't think the solution is a new SAT. I think the solution is having like specific industry tests, you know, like if you're going to be really good at finance, take this finance SAT. Is it kind of like, uh, I get, yeah, yeah. I like that. I actually like that a lot. You know, why do I got to be good at writing an essay when I'm a math guy, you know? Yeah, true. But I don't know. It's just a thought. That's, those were the thoughts I had when I, when I read this. Uh, I like that. I mean, that was very true. The next news event was that retailers saw a jump on returns. People have been returning clothing items this past year more than usual. It says retail 
returns jumped to an average of 16.6% versus 10 per 10% the year before. So that that's a lot, 16.6%. And this is, it's saying that a lot of it is probably due to the increase in online sales. Yeah. I think, yeah, I was listening to a podcast talking a little bit about this and I think Amazon is so big and wealthy and they've they've gotten their supply and demand or their supply chain like down to to a key. It's so easy to return on Amazon. They don't even ask you anything. Have you ever tried to return something on Amazon? They just yeah, they like, just give I, you the money back. Yeah, they just give you the money back. <laughs> they just give you the money. They don't care. Yeah, they they just say we we don't even want to deal with the fucking hassle of dealing with you and customer service. We're just gonna give you the money. It's not that big a deal. And then and, sometimes they still send you the item as well. Like sometimes it's just delayed. And then yeah, like, yeah, like it's, it's true. Sometimes you just end up with the item anyways, and they don't uh, care. No, that, they really don't. That probably has fucked up so many small businesses. Who, who can't just offer like this magnificent return policy, you know, online like Amazon can. So everyone's just going to go buy it on Amazon because they can return it if they want. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you go to like a smaller retailer, sometimes returning stuff is not so easy, you know. No, sometimes it's a hassle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 16.6% of returning is high to me. That's a huge percentage. I think returns in the past from real sellers have kind of been viewed as like a minor problem you know like it's something that everyone always talks about but it's a small percentage of our sales we'll make sure we have enough money to cover the returns and stuff but 16.6 percent is not a small problem <laughs> no it's not but also i mean then again everyone was home for the last like what two years so everyone's been ordering everything online and i mean this might not be you but like for me like during COVID, bro, like, what was I doing? I was at home working and eating and no, nothing and much. other stuff and other stuff. Yeah, like I was, I was like, there's nothing to do. Yeah. So I gained, I gained like like twenty pounds, bro. So I couldn't fit into like a lot of the clothes that I had before. So I ordered new stuff, and then guess what? As soon as COVID freed up, and I was able to go back outside and like or like go back and play sports and stuff like that, I lost a ton of weight. And then guess what? Those clothes that I bought don't fit me anymore. So I had to return them. Yeah. And it was it was like, all right, cool. But I mean, I feel like that was the case for a lot of people. And people probably bought stuff that they felt was like, because they were bored, bro. Like we were all bored. Yeah. We were in the house. And now we were <laughs> I still outside. have my 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I, I was I was tired of looking at my little my little chub in the in the in the <laughs> in the bathroom. I was like, nah, let me get rid of this. No, I'm 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 going for a run after <laughs> this morning. Bro, I've been doing eight miles a day. Oh, that's a lot. How long is that eight take you? miles a day? Uh hour and a half. Going at that's a, a lot of pace. running. Yeah a long time it's good for the mental guys good for the mental get, you get through a full podcast <laughs> honestly exactly download the podcast and listen to it on your run there you go i've been doing audiobooks while i've been running it's mm-hmm. it's really really good and some other podcasts as well joey diaz to hype me up you know <laughs> you know what <laughs> one of the me. people at group chat does d he he has like a he created a runner's club so he yeah. just announces where he's going to be when he goes running at the beach in like LA. And then he has like 30 people or so show up from the podcast <laughs> to run with him. Yeah, bro. It's sick. I'm, a, I'm doing a, I told, well, I told Paul, fuck. I told Paul doing this Nike challenge thing right now. I mean, I was going to do 500 miles to be honest. I'll probably break that. So 
my goal is to do a thousand miles for the year. Could do that. We'll see. We'll see. Eight, we'll see if I can get there. Eight, you could get there. Yeah. I mean, that's my goal. But I mean, some days like I'm way too tired to do it. Yeah. Like way too tired. But I mean, I've kept it up every day so far. So that's a good, that's a good idea. Like have a goal of miles. I should do that. It's it's sick, bro. I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie, the first week of doing this, it was horrible. Cause my goal, like I told you at first, was only to do two miles a day. And then the first time I went, I ended up doing four and then I ended up doing six and I ended up doing eight and now like eight's, eight's been good for me. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to do more, but eight's been solid. I mean, if you just did two a day, that's like around 700 if you did it every day. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're doing like four, six, you'll get there for sure. Trying. I'm not going to lie, but people probably look at me weird. I got my hood up and I run in at night. It's like <laughs> I love running at night. It's the best. Okay. Speaking of athletes and running and sports goes into our next news. I found this hilarious. The U S and Canada are, I believe requiring, but they're suggesting that athletes going to the winter Olympics in Beijing and China should all use burner. They should leave their phones at home and use burner phones. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, that, that, what are they worried? First, I have so many questions. <laughs> so do I. I mean, what are they so worried about shit, on us on a snowboarder's phone? That's uh, that's some gangster shit, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, call me on my burner. <laughs> that's true. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh my! You don't think that that China is gonna think something when they go to like look into everyone's phones and they realize no one has a real phone on them? <laughs> I mean that's that's the thing. Like I, I don't even know. It's crazy. When I went it to China, even... when I went yeah, to China, they to China. really it seemed like they were looking at my phone. I there's no when you get there, you can't open Snapchat, Instagram, Google, YouTube, anything related to the US, you cannot open on your phone. It's like banned. Yeah. They have so, one internet and one one provider, right? So yeah, everything's under one blanket. Like that. Yeah, it's all under everyone uses um WeChat yeah an app called wechat it's basically you can pay your rent groceries utilities taxes it like it's a it's the social media app you text through it it's literally like all in one app and we don't because they don't have snapchat or or youtube or instagram or it has to all be their own version of it have you ever seen the china social credit chart before Mm -mm. so it was something that was proposed like a couple years ago don't ever know if that's going to come to light but basically your ranking in society will be based upon the social score so if you're a person that talks bad about the government you go down if you're a person that helps like report like a crime you go up it's yeah it's crazy but i mean it makes sense that you said that because of like the whole everything basically is operated through this app Mm-hmm. and monitored by this app i mean that's that's crazy it is super crazy I, I remember being there being like super shocked that like you could I, there was no other apps but there was this one app that they pretty much use everything for everything like they literally it was uber too like they ordered the the like our our taxis through freaking wechat <laughs> that's ridiculous and then they went and paid for lunch with it <laughs> It's it's crazy. That, so yeah, that was that was the first thing I was thinking of. Uh, why? What like what are they so worried about on these athletes' phones getting out? Like, <laughs> what is the U.S. government so worried about 
in the, in the Canadian government. Like there's some snowboarders, some skiers, like, <laughs> I don't know what, what are they going to see on their phones that China okay. can't already see, you know? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I don't know. Closing out our episode, uh, you know, we like to give our advice to everybody. Um, not financial advice. Never. Ever. Never. Uh, my advice this week is going to be, or this episode, we talked a lot about school and I kind of bashed it a little bit and talked about all the things that I kind of didn't like about it. But, you know, in, in our past episode um, about school, we talked about a lot of positive things as well. So there are positive things about college and education. It's just, they don't apply to everybody. So my advice is that for yourself, you should analyze your situation, figure out what, what kind of situation you're in and what you're able to do and decide what the best option is for you. Should you go to college? And this, this is if you're a young listener, of course, but should you go to college or, you know, should you go directly into the workforce or should you take another route? You know, for everybody, it might be different. Everybody has different opportunities and routes they can take. For our older listeners, get into the the trenches with like information on what you want to learn. So if you want to learn more about NFTs, get deep into Discord and Twitter. You know, if you want to learn about crypto, start reading the white papers, start trying to understand what the markets are about, try and find some reliable resources. Like there's places to learn this stuff. And it's not just impossible to find. So if you're an older listener, just start digging. You know, it's not hard. If you really want to learn about it, you can't. Definitely. 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 I guess my advice would be find a desire for something that you like, because if you find a desire for something that you like, it will then grow your faith in that specific thing. It'll allow your imagination to then give you a dream and then you'll be able to make your dream become a reality if you have that desire, if that makes sense. It makes sense. So, I mean, that's, that's like a main thing. Like, like, for example, like this podcast is a, is a desire for myself and for Paul, Paul and I are like-minded in a lot of ways. So we want to be, want this to be successful. And we have a desire to get this information out to everyone else, but it's a dream of ours for us to do this as, you know, our career kind of thing mm-hmm. and make the dream a reality through our desire. I like it. Yeah. I like that advice. That's what we're trying to do. Is there all right? Well, this was episode 10, I think. Um, Damn, crazy. Yep, this was episode 10. We're at the big 10. I think we should do 100 episodes. Once we get to 100 episodes, we're gonna do something special. Yes, once we get to a thousand subscribers, we're gonna do something special too, as well. Yes, once we get to a thousand subs, so, so make sure you hit, hit that, that sub button. Yes, hit that, hit the sub button. Hey. Uh, make sure you thumbs up this video and please comment what you want us to talk about in the comments because we will talk about them. We want your your opinions and uh, and stop telling us that we're broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. The whole mark is red. We know <laughs> you don't have to tell us. We know. <laughs> Another thing I was gonna say is if you're watching this video, if you're a listener and you've made it to the end, leave a comment. Just. Go comment right now. Yeah, yeah like leave comment a thumbs up. positive and thumbs up if you've listened just say, to it this far. Just say something nice. You like that me and Paul are matching today. Some, something stupid. Yeah, our eyes look pretty. Something. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I have nice curls. <laughs> like, like anything, anything. We we appreciate the feedback. Uh, obviously, we're trying to grow this channel. I feel like, and I might be being a little bit biased, obviously, but I feel like we do have a lot of content to offer. But we can only do so much until we start to get a bigger following. Like we would love to do more deep dives and stuff like that, but we can only do what you guys would like us to put out. You know what I mean? So the more you guys engage, like the video with Nick was the most engagement we've gotten so far. Uh, shout out to Crypto Moon Boy for coming on here again. Uh, we're looking to have more guests in the future for sure. But I mean, that kind of engagement was good for us. So, you know, as we continue to grow, then we'd be able to do more, more stuff. For sure. Definitely. But yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.